Dear Great Father Winter, how are you doing? Brightlight is writing her letter for Wintervale. I have been exceptionally good this year. So let's let's listen in. I have committed seventy six thousand nine hundred and ninety two murders since moving to the Nexus. I wonder how she keeps track of all those stats with hot slogs still down. I always share my kills with my teammates, offering them some fresh uther. What is she going to ask for? I would like the following gifts. Not for me, but for everyone. A legendary bright, bright wing skin, three more fairy dragons to join the Nexus, and a series of nerfs to uther. No more point and click stun. Um, Royalite? Yes, Anne? Great Father Winter isn't on the dev team. Good point. Let's see. I suggest, Great Father Winter, that you join me in protesting the devs for their pro-human bias. Devs, you should probably grant her Winterville wish. Or else. Welcome to Q for Fun. It's been a year since the end of HGC. We have a toys event to talk about. A sale is going on. And we have a special congrats to a long-running podcast. Royalite is munching on a new skin. Anne is struggling in bronze. So let's queue up. All right. Let's get the big one out of the way as much as we can. It's been a year plus now since HGC ended. It's actually been a year and one week as we're recording on December 21st. How do we feel about the game? Uh, I Personally, I feel wonderful about it. I have such a great time with the game. I'm, I can't really disagree. I think the game is in a really great and strong place with some exceptions that we'll be talking about here in a moment. But uh, I, I think the game is as strong as ever. I think the game is as good as ever. But I really miss Heroes Esports, like, a lot. So... I was very much involved in the Heroes Esports scene, mm -hmm. um, even as deep as uh, you know developing the rules for tournament play. And I was never really happy with how they went about developing their esports, and I really feel like had they gone the more traditional route that there would still be a much more healthier esports scene with different support structures brought in along with that and i think they wouldn't have had the crash that happened when they announced the cancellation and i think a lot of people got hurt and i don't think they would have been put in that position to be hurt if they didn't set up the esports that they set up basically i felt that it should have been much more community run mm -hmm. and there was a huge strong esports uh community scene with multiple tournaments multiple events going on you had different sponsors from all over the place we were talking to Razor, we were talking to uh, Bloody Gaming, keyboard manufacturer. Like, we 
were talking to industry and they were interested in providing us products for the tournaments or cash prizes or what have you. And as soon as HTC was announced, it just killed all that. It killed everything in the community that the community was doing. It killed a lot of the big orgs being interested too. Right. That's one of the reasons why Cloud9, even after they won the world championship in 2015, were always kind of telling the team, and this was revealed in several interviews that happened afterwards, they were always skeptical about Blizzard running the Heroes esports scene. And so I agree with you, but at the same time, I miss having regular professional hots to watch. And it's really, I mean, there's a couple of things that you can watch. You can watch fan stream almost every night and it's pretty close and he's really entertaining yeah, and, and a lot of fun. I, I want to quickly interject and say that the, the thing was that they needed a foundation mm-hmm. and they started building from the top down instead of the ground up. And when yep. you have the community building the foundation and creating sort of a conveyor belt of talent from one leg of competition to the next that was occurring. Um, you, you know, you get to a point where HTC made sense, mm-hmm. but the way it was just like, okay, we're now doing everything. And now there's these rules and restrictions for community tournaments um, what, and another thing that I want to add is that it's really interesting when you're talking to investors about your tournament. One of the first things they ask is how many other tournaments are out there. And surprisingly, it's not because it's like competition. It's because they're gaining interest. And if there's a ton of tournaments out there, then there's a ton of people wanting to play in them. And there's, you know, a, a lot of interest. And so that was happening. And when all of a sudden you had HTC and it was just HTC and the community tournaments were struggling to get sponsors, struggling to get people to play in these tournaments, um, investors and everyone was like, okay, the interest isn't there anymore. And so it just hurt our numbers and hurt the foundation. So yeah, sorry. And we've covered all of this in past episodes. Yeah, that that's so, true. But I, you know, we're we're looking yeah. back. We're, yeah. you know, this is the the yearly review, and uh, well, not really, but it is it is you know, is the game better that HGC is gone? Oh, definitely not. So I I think that uh, it had so many people believing in it more because HGC was there. Yeah. And so I think that there still needs to be a professional scene somewhere. And at some level, I think it needs to get involved a little bit with Blizzard, but certainly not Blizzard running it. Because I think that they've demonstrated, I don't know how much you watch other Blizzard esports, but I think that one of the things that makes StarCraft so successful is that it's run by um, the organization in Korea. It's not actually run by Blizzard. At least I don't yeah. think it is. I think, I think that um, that Overwatch League has been horrible and it's unwatchable for me, but that has more to do with Overwatch. And I think that, that what they've done with um, Hearthstone, they've pretty much driven the community completely out of it. Yeah. And, and that so... used to be all community run. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I used to, in the organization I was with, we ran Hearthstone tournaments and it would be 
crazy insane you know you would just say uh we're doing hearthstone and then without doing much advertisement you would get 300 people sign up for the night yeah and it's just it's just gonna turn into a place where i think that blizzard has been trying to control their esports and they haven't let them grow and i think that's one of the reasons why you don't see blizzard uh in the top 10 of twitch a lot for actual tournaments for like regular viewing sure but not for tournaments yeah and you know a lot of credit and kudos to the people who have since done community tournaments Mm -hmm. uh since the cancellation of hdc and you know i throw my full support behind them it's incredibly difficult in this environment and it's just so much harder and the reason is because they came in and said, we're doing it our way. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine, we said. And, you know, now it's, okay, it's gone. Well, all those people are have moved on and are doing something else. You don't yep. have that, infra- they just destroyed that infrastructure, that network. And, yep. you know, it's just frustrating that that's how it happened. And I wanted to say that when we were running community tournaments, Blizzard, uh, was supportive um you know we were on the main stage at blizzcon you know heroes united and seeing that up there like that's you know our tournament you know that myself and my friends and colleagues had put together and it's you know dustin brower is saying that and it's just like you know the pinnacle of any nerd (laughs) but uh so there was that support and they, they put us on the front page, you know, multiple times on the banner, you know, the, uh, battle net banner. Um, so yeah. And then that's basically what they, I think they just should have continued was that, uh, funneling of the community to these tournaments. And then like sort of what happened in other esports games is you know, the organization absorbs other little organizations and it kind of becomes a much more respectable and sustainable league with a huge network and foundation and infrastructure to support itself that was grown naturally. I've and seen the exact same, same thing happen with the Overwatch League. They killed the entire Overwatch community of tournaments. Overwatch dropped way down on views on Twitch when it's not Overwatch League. And the whole thing just seems to be falling apart because they don't know how to run their own esports. It's incredibly difficult to do. Yep. It's, you know, so stressful. Uh, you're constantly learning. You need to be incredibly fast thinking. And you need to be able to tell people no and have them be pissed off and mad at you. Yep. And, you know, it's... Uh, incredibly rewarding but also uh very stressful and not many people can do it but yeah i had done dabbled a little bit in the overwatch tournaments and those were those were pretty crazy but you know going into those discords and seeing all these people who are just like oh a tournament like i want to try out you know i i want to be a part of this and grow as a player and meet other people. And you start 
forming those bonds. And then you can create all these little teams where they have friends to try out for these tournaments and just see if they could win, you know, a hundred dollars. Well, we've taken this well beyond the initial question. Sorry. So, and <laughs> Once I'll, you get me I'll, on this I'll topic. Not, I'll not make that mistake again. Exactly. Um, but but to, 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 to sum up, um, HGC is missed. It probably was going to die anyways. And the game is still good. So let's yeah. talk about the part of the game that we're trying to play more of. At least one of us is. Um, Storm League. It's been two weeks since Storm League, or almost two weeks since Storm League started its its second full season of Storm League. Royalite. I haven't even done. League? I haven't even done my placements. I, I think I have one more placement to go. Mm. Well, I tried to go into Storm League, and I have just been getting my ass handed to me, um, in kind of horrible ways. I started out going one and two in placements. I ended up in bronze four. I got back to even. And then I ran into a bunch of griefers that dragged me down to bronze five, including a Medivh who did nothing but take sight towers and shoot wells the entire (laughs) game. And I have to say that, like, that's a problem with bronze is that it's it is full of a lot of griefers because apparently that's the joy they get in the game okay to defend bronze for just a moment okay (laughs) it is not full of a lot of griefers Mm -hmm. because it's because if it was full of a lot of griefers then half the team would be griefing well i'm just saying you and while you run into a serious griefer I, I feel like you encounter griefers more often in bronze than in other leagues. I would agree with that if I didn't hear the same complaints from silvers, golds, and plats. Yes, but so. like, so there, there's always that uh, misconception, I think, from them of, oh, it's just the same, but it's not. Like, well, let me, let me, let me defend this even further because. I didn't run into a single griefer last season in 102 games. Oh, okay. I ran into two griefers in a row. But and so okay. it's, it's fresh you... in my mind. The the season's so new, mm-hmm. and I think you have a tendency to come into some more interesting people, and then after you know the newness of the new season kind of wears off, you get more of the regulars who are more serious. But, you know, there was a comment that um, a streamer had made that was doing some smurfing, and I think it was Kayla. And he said, is everyone in bronze drunk or high? (laughs) Because so many times, one of the things that people would say when he queued in is, hey guys, I'm so high right now and taking a hit. (laughs) I, I don't have that very often. That's happened like maybe twice in the years that I've been playing ranked. Mm-hmm. I guess and he so, just had a, a string of them for a little while there. And so, but the, the thing is that you, you get, there are some griefers in bronze five and it's always bronze five players. Um, but there's a lot of bronze five players who are just stuck there because of how the math ends up working out. And they're trying really hard. They're actually really good. They just can't win consistently enough with the comp they get matched up with. 
and that's you know part of the the stuck in bronze five hell once well, you're out of bronze five you actually have some decent mobility because i climbed all the way up to bronze two um 50 points from bronze one after starting at bronze four last season the only reason why i didn't get out of bronze last season was because after a nine game win streak with a team that was getting it done i didn't play again for two weeks <laughs> Yeah, well, and, and I wanted to say that definitely the way the new system works, it's a lot harder to climb out of Bronze 5. You, you only get like a couple of points or something like that for some of the people in the very, very low ends mm -hmm. due to just how the bell curve works. They seem to have fixed some of that because I got out of Bronze 5 in one game with Kira. And then I fell back in when the team that I was playing with invited a plat, and we got matched up against a bunch of golds. And the plat ended up just getting targeted by the golds. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't recall if that they were saying they were fix it, fixing it, but I, I know that you're being that you're kind of straddling the line between bronze four and bronze five your mmr might be high enough that you're getting more points but i yeah. i think people who are really on the lower lower end are only getting two or three points and they're complaining how it takes a I lot do of believe, games to get I out do of believe that. they fix the two or three point thing i think they're getting okay. at least 50 okay. or 60 um so anywho um storm league is still dealing with with uh tourists and i just ugh, it's it's pretty rough so get a team, get some people together, um, define roles, which is always the best thing. The thing that the thing that told me this team that I was playing with is kind of a problem was they weren't picking their roles. They're like, oh, I play this hero and this hero and this hero. I'm like, no, pick a role. Mm -hmm. Pick a role. That way we know we're drafting for roles. And just, it, ooh, just ooh, stop it. <laughs> okay, so let's move on because we have to go through the most important segment of, of any podcast. Is this where I can do my doot doot? Yeah, I was waiting okay. for you to do it. The Bright Wing News Network. Do, 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 do. Uh, toys 2 is here. The toys are back in town. Yep. Um, so if you have logged in recently, there's a board game mechanic and... I adored it last year. I know Anne feels differently, and I'm loving it this year. Um, I guess the skins are not as awesome as last year. I I don't. I don't think that. I don't think they are. I think that. I think. That okay, I was really gonna had... say that. That's not what is part of the news, but just your opinion. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got to write the show notes this week. So <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that I think the Mephisto skin is is really great. I think that the uh, Kira skins are okay. I don't. I I have no desire to buy one of the Kira skins because I think her base skin is just so good. I use the the emerald uh, Kira skin and I love it. It is really pretty. Um, I think that the green army skins are interesting, but I think they could have done more of them. We got a variant Deckard and a Rainer. I like the Green Army Men skins, and they're cheap too, and they're kind of just like they're nifty. Like, well, green, I I think it was yeah. a brilliant uh, way for them to add more skins, but not add in huge overhead. Mm -hmm. And I think they could have done some some more of that. I think that last season's the stitches skins were were great and that the dahaka and valera skins were okay 
I think the cure skin is fine. I just don't see a reason to use any of them. I mean, I do like her big poof ball hair. I love her poofs. Those are so cute. I it's, actually really like these skins. I, I'm, I, I'm not saying I don't. I'm not saying I don't like them. I'm just saying last year's were better. <laughs> I think I think they're still awesome. I don't think they're as awesome as last year. And we do have different types of skins with the green army skins as opposed to everything was the same kind of flexible toy. Now we have a different kind of toy. I would have liked to see if they'd done like one more type of toy uh, skin. That would have been cool. I think the train mount, train mount is awesome, but I it do is have to. so cool. And I don't know if it's a bug or not, but the fact that you can use the train mount, train mount when you don't have a train mount is cool. That would be a bug. You're not supposed to be able to do that. Well, I uh, like it. I, I yeah. think it's... Uh, I hope they keep Blizzard, that. Don't or, fix it. Don't fix yeah, it. Don't, don't be in a rush. Make it a feature, not a bug. So uh, I have not seen a lot of train mounts. Um, we do have a mount that I do want to spend a little bit of time with because this is one of those things that makes me think there are too many boys on the dev team. Oh, I think it's perfect. The mellow snowflake mount. Yellow snow. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Okay, maybe it's not just maybe it's not just a boy thing. Maybe it's just juvenile humor that I'm I'm not really in for. Pea snow mount. <laughs> it's like the poop wanna, quest in WoW. You know, and they didn't even give it a different flavor text. Yep. I don't know. I'm not spending fifteen hundred gold on this. Fifteen thousand gold. It's not well, happening. And and you know what? You're kind. It could be gold. It could be like a piece of gold, you know, like a yellow star gold type thing. And you're just being a gutter mind going to peace now. Uh-huh. Uh, I might buy the Periwinkle Snowflake. It, that one is pretty. Mounts. It is pretty. But pretty. I do actually have, I do actually have like the regular Snowflake mount, um, which I like just fine. So uh, th I think that, the you know, there's all the mounts are back. All of the skins are back. I do want to ask a question. Are these bundles overpriced? Because when we look at the bundle for um, the Toys 2 bundle, which includes, uh, um, I'm counting eight skins, four each of Mephisto and Kira, and four of the toys, four of the, four of the trains, it's a $44 bundle. That's a lot. Oh, and for me, I'm on an account that doesn't have Cure Mephisto, and it's actually 49. Yeah. It it seems it seems excessive, and I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know that I like how much the cost is. So. Uh... Yeah, I, I understand that. At the uh, But the flip side is I think a lot of people are doing more of I'm not going to buy it right now. I'm going to play this. This thing goes on for three months, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a long time. You could start collecting and buying things with shards and then bring true. that price down, you know. So I understand that because I think if the price was lower at, you know, right off, out of the gates that, you know, this isn't some one month event that they used to have. I think so, you get more whales though. People just being willing to drop the money on it. If it costs a little less, I think they'd make you more know, money overall. They have the numbers on that and we yep. don't. So yes, I'm, I'm 
really going to give that to them that there's probably a there's probably reason. someone who's, who's, who's adjusting that price and making sure that is what it is. All right, let's move on to the to the unannounced thing that's happened um, in the Brightwing News Network. There's a brand new bunch of sprays. If you go over to sprays and you click on Nexus, you'll see a whole bunch of pixel sprays. Oh, wow. I didn't see these. These are 16-bit sprite-style sprays. They've got a bunch of them for a bunch of different characters. I think the best ones are Diva and Lily. I think they look the best in pixel form. Uh, Lily with her wa- with her water dragon um, is probably the best. Oh, one. wow. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I, I love that. I'm a little disappointed in the Kerrigan spray. I'm a lot disappointed in the Murky spray. I think the Nova spray is good. Um, Let me see it's the murky spray. You don't like that because he's wearing a diaper. No, I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. That's murky. I just don't think that the pose is particularly good. Mm. I think the pose could be better. So he's kind of. It looks like he's kind of falling over. Wow, that Arthur spray looks like mm-hmm. he's sitting down with his legs crossed. Yep. The Arthur, the Arthur <laughs> spray is bad. But I think the worst one is the Uther spray. Obviously. Wait, the the butcher one. You know what? Maybe because it's a pix- so pixelated, I'm not sure what anatomy is what anatomy in that spray. <laughs> yeah, the but- butcher does not come off well. Uther should not have a spray. Mm. Oh yeah, agreed. And the, the biggest travesty here is, of course, there is no Brightwing pix- pixel spray. Agreed. Problematic. Oh, okay. Hold on. Avatar is on a skateboard. This is very good. Yes, I. Give my approval for that. Thumbs I like Toronto with the owl. I think Sylvanas comes off well. I'm very disappointed in the Sonya spray. Um, a little disappointed in the Tracer spray. I'm I'm annoyed how much I like the Rainer spray. I really don't want to like anything Rainer, but mm. I'm annoyed how much I like that. Well, um, I'm so glad you pointed these out because yeah, I had missed these. Yeah, they're very nice, and I think I really think the Diva and the Lily sprays are pretty much must buys. And then anything else, if it happens to be a character you play, these are these are good sprays to work into your rotation if you're using your sprays because I think the the sprays are really nice, and they're forty shards to get a spray, so it's not hard. Yeah, um, they're nice customiz- customizables. But we do have another thing to talk about that was also not announced, and that is that, that five legendary skins. And two, two, two legendary mounts are actually on sale. So if you go over to Featured, you'll see 50% off on um, the base Janitor Leoric, Dread, Dreadlord Jaina, Queen of Ghost Kerrigan, um, Sulfurian Uther, and Murad Muradin. Warlord yeah, Narana as well. I think it's uh, sad that they're not advertising this very well because I had missed this as well. And then when you pointed mm-hmm. out, I was like, oh, wow. That's cool that they're putting these skins on sale. Yeah, so you can get Janitor Leoric for 375 gems, which is approximately $3.75. And mm-hmm. it's one of the best skins in the game. Uh, Muradin Muradin. Muradin does not have many good skins. His Muradin skins are really the only kind of good skins that have any nice features to them. Dreadlord Jaina is a great skin if you're going to be playing Jaina. Um, I don't think it's necessarily her best skin, but I think it's a really nice skin to have, at least one mm-hmm. of them. Uh, Queen of Ghosts Kerrigan, I don't use it, 
but there's no reason not to. And then you also have the Ghost Speeder Legendary Mount and the um, Reaver Legendary Mount, which are also half price. And there's no advertisement about this. So the question that I have, should they be doing this just more often, just randomly putting Legendary skins on sale? Hmm. It would give people a reason to log in, check. I don't have I don't have a complete collection. Okay, I just have to drop you know roughly three dollars of real money on the skin, maybe four dollars. It makes it feel like a more of a deal. It makes it feel like people are and it doesn't cost them anything mm-hmm. to put the skin out for less money just for a week or so. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean they used to do that, mm-hmm. right? Didn't they have their Weekly skin rotation? Before 2.0, there were weekly sales. Yeah. So it would be nice to to bring that back. Okay. Well, let's move on to the patch notes. And we're not going to go over the entirety of the patch notes. If you want the entirety of the patch notes, you can listen to that other Heroes podcast we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, I think that just as a general comment, I think they did a really good job with these patch notes i would agree but i want to focus in on the big change which was the experience gloves have these been fixed do experience do experience gloves work for you now well i was still encountering instances where i was leaning against a varian and it felt extremely frustrating that minions were dying and dropping globes um, due to my minions and I couldn't get in there to pick up those globes. Yeah. So if they died to my orbs or my lasers, pew, pew, uh, you know, the orbs automatically went, but some of the backline minions had died and I'm sitting there like staring at those orbs. Like I can't run in to the wave to grab that. It's just to, you know, and too deadly for me, too much of a risk to to do that. And I feel like that's what Blizzard was kind of going for when they wanted you to be able to be bullied out of the lane. Mm-hmm. But I felt like we were trading. He just had more tools to be able to sit in the lane better than I could. And I, I don't know. I, I didn't feel like it was that that still was a great mechanic, but I do feel like it's so much better than what it was. I agree that 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 the the range on the globes needs to be longer so that range characters can properly soak. I also think that this has still effectively killed the Lost Vikings. Yeah, and a lot of people have said that. And I think that's I think it's a travesty. I think that I think that this is one of those things that the Vikings were along with Abathur and Asmodan and um, Chogall characters that you didn't see in any other game in any other way and now you don't even when it makes sense to pick the lost vikings because they're good on a certain map don't pick them mm-hmm. there's no point there's they cannot do one of their primary functions which is hide an event or a bush and pass stealth soak. yeah yeah they and you know i haven't been using a stealth lately so i know that i complained it complained about it last episode how you can't just sit in a bush and soak while you wait for a pick Mm -hmm. um so i'm curious 
if the stealth mechanic is still problematic. You're saying that it is uh, still a problem? I don't know. I don't know. It's just I haven't played with a lot of stealthies, and other than the occasional Nova main or an occasional Zeratul, you don't see a lot of stealthies anymore. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think that the experience globes is a good idea. I think that it really punishes ranged laners. Um, I mean, ideally, you shouldn't have your range solo laning. Yes, but, but there are some range characters who are solo laners, and that, you know, like Zagara. Zagara is a range character. Yeah, yeah, and but she's a solo laner. And so this you know, makes her even worse, and she was already struggling. I sh- I shouldn't be solo laning as laming is what I'm trying to say. No, but no, you should not. people aren't doing proper rotations. Uh, the lanes left open, and so I'd rather be suboptimally soaking the lane than losing all the soak just because no one will come up. The proper solo laner won't come up and take the lane. Yeah, you know, so I could go rotate. So. But- I, I think that there still needs to be some work. There needs to be something to allow, because sometimes range just has to soak. You know, or even if you, as a support, you yeah. you force your support to go soak. <laughs> and some supports are perfectly capable of soaking. As much as we hate his guts, um, Uther, Karazim, and um, I, I don't Rhaegar think Uther is mine. really that great at soaking. I've had games. Before I knew how awful Uther was, he like is in the so first year of playing slow. the game. I had no problem just soaking the land on well, it passively. You haven't seen, you haven't been soaking as like Rhaegar. I've been soaking as Rhaegar. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, but Uther, I mean, but Uther doesn't get bullied out of lane. That's true. He doesn't get bullied out of lanes, but he has horrible wave clear. So, yeah. But he could still soak a lane. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to clear. Well, I mean, anyone can soak a lane just by standing there. And, yeah. and auto attacking, but like, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's move over to the uh, to the balance. And you said that you think they did a really good job with the balance. Anything that stands out to you with the balance? Oh, nothing really specific. I mean, in terms of playing Deathwing, I think I played one AI game with him because I wanted a toy chest. And I need to. Pl- I only. I didn't have a lot of time, so I played a really quick game. Um, but I think they did a good job with balancing him. I haven't been in games where, you know, oh, there's a Deathwing on the other team. They're gonna win. Oh, we have a Deathwing. We're gonna win. Like that. That happening was not fun. It wasn't fun winning because you knew it was gonna happen, and it was pretty much a given. And him having that ridiculous... What was his win rate? Like 76%? It was insane. Yeah, it was really high. So I don't know what the numbers are now, but, you know, I in my experience, I'm going into games and, you know, we're, we're definitely reacting to him better and it isn't the auto win that, it's, that it was in the past. I will say that Deathwing is still worthy of the ban, especially in lower leagues. Well, just because people um, don't know how to play with against him so yeah it's 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 slightly worse than that because not only do people not know how to play against him which could be figured out the counters that are good on deathwing leoric and tychus are notoriously not characters that people in bronze silver and gold are very good at 
And yeah, so, they're not the popular picks. Yeah, and so people don't really want to play Leoric or Tychus because it's hard enough to getting people in bronze to play a bruiser or, you know, a short-range range assassin. But those are characters that if you're really trying to climb, I think you need to have in, in your back pocket because there's a lot of utility in them. Um, and I think that until until the Deathwing meta settles and people understand what you need to do against Deathwing, I think he's still ban-worthy, first ban. Um, and you should pick him, even if you're not that good at him, because it doesn't take much to be good at a giant dragon uh, breathing fire that lasts longer than Diablo's ultimate into a lane. You would be surprised. I... I've seen so many people lately that, especially since the nerfs, mm-hmm. can cannot play it. So, well, I've played two games on him, and I posted oh. the, the quick match game that I played on Twitter, and the numbers that I had on him were great, but it didn't really matter since the other since the rest of my team didn't play like a team. Yeah, and so all the other team had to do was was um, bully me out with three people while instead of roaming as four my the rest of my team was like three and one or two and two and so they could bully me bully me out of lane i'd have to fly up that was enough time to take down a structure and by the time i was able to land my team was dead Mm -hmm. so yeah it's just mm. (sighs) we could have had another fairy dragon we didn't need deathwing (laughs) right i know and we could add one of your cousins come in yeah. Not that hard. My family right. loves murder, so it's all good. I know. And you're having like a big old fairy dragon convention. Mm-hmm. Families coming in from all over. Bringing their own legs of paladins to eat and munch. So I believe that's it for the Brightwing News Network, if you want to close the news network out. Yeah. Do, 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 do. And let's talk about what we're having fun with and uh, we're not having fun with. So, what's fun? Uh, I love the toy chest. I love the the board game. I love all the extra goodies. I think the game is more fun when you have events, just because it mixes things up a little bit. And um, do they have any Uther jerky, though, in those toy chests? No. Have you I don't seen think, that? No? I don't think that they've added food to the game other than butcher meat. Although we saw a butcher who was allergic to meat yesterday, so... He was a vegan butcher. He was very vegan butcher. It was embarrassing. I think that what we should be doing right now, though, for fun, is holiday Skinnergy. And mm. there's nothing wrong with going into Quick Match, because there's enough diversity of of roles that have good holiday skins, where you can get uh, your uh, helper, um, Vala, you can get your, your, your uh, Christmas tree stitches... Your great father, Winter, um, uh, Malfurion, or Rhaegar, and your holiday, Jaina, and just go in and have some fun. I think the holiday skins are great, and it's it's a good time to, to, to just be nuts with all the different skins that are there for the holidays. Mm-hmm. So what's not fun? What's, what's bugging you? Well, I'm upset because I don't have a Mephisto skin yet. I don't have the holiday Mephisto skin, so I'm kind of sore about that. Not that many because I haven't been playing that much. I don't, I don't even have my placement games. I need to play more too. No, 
lizard, make sure she gets some something in her chest. Otherwise, she'll be protesting you again. <laughs> she can phase shift. She'll be she'll be outside Anaheim with a sign, down with this human oppression. So, what's not fun for me, of course, is the bottom feeding griefers that I've run into. And again, it's only been yes. two. It's um, only been two. But uh, lizard sucks. I want you to add something to the game to make this fixed. I want you to add a ban cat a, a report category for griefing. I I think there was actually just recently on Reddit, maybe even today, a thread about that. Mm -hmm. Um about intentionally throwing. But I, I thought there kind of was with like intentionally dying. But like someone the... can, someone it is intentionally dying, or uh, that that is and there's also AFK non participation. But the specific griefing that I ran into was Medivh on Cursed Hollow, who was just taking sight towers and shooting wells. Mm -hmm. That was that was the sum total of what he did for the entire game. He was never with the team. He didn't shield one of us ever. He never dropped a portal to help us, you know, engage or escape. He was absolutely the most worthless Medivh ever. He he Aww. withheld his pick until the very last. And he picked Medivh just to grief us. And it was it was absolutely horrific. Mm. Um, the previous griefer was an AFK Artan Artanis who actually had the ban. Missed two of the three bans. And then proceeded to run into towers all game. Oh, jeez. And those were the two griefers that just kind of just destroyed me the other day. And just like, oh my god, I, just, I hate this. And there's nothing mm -hmm. you can do about it. Yeah. And other than report them. And the reports don't really help because when this happens, when, when someone is intentionally throwing your game, you need to be able to get lost forgiveness because you can't do anything about that. You're playing five on four. Yeah. It's not right. And, and there was no lost forgiveness given to me. I've had no contact from uh, Blizzard after reporting this. Blizzard, I have the, uh, the logs. If you would like to watch the game, it's horrible, it's awful, and these players need to be banned from being yeah. ever able to play ranked again. I don't care. IP ban them because they're because griefing ruins. And I don't care if someone's bad. If someone's bad, that's fine. They're learning. If they want mm -hmm. to learn ranked, that's their prerogative. There's no, there's no, there's nothing in rank that says you can't come to rank to learn. And there's a lot of reasons to possibly do that because learning in, in unranked is kind of terrible and. I could do a whole show on the, attitudes, <laughs> on the horrible attitudes you get in unranked. Unranked is more toxic than ranked is. Mm. It's really awful. It's really terrible. Um, but Blizzard, please ban bottom-feeding griefers. Please ban people who are not playing the game. If they're yeah, not it isn't fun. No, and it's not fun when I'm on the other side, because I had at least uh, two games last year where I didn't get matched with a griefer, but other teams did. Mm -hmm. And it's not fun to beat up on the other team that's having to do 4v5 while their Vala is just running straight at the towers and dying. Oh, that's... I know. And I, not, I don't like I, winning like that. I don't want to win like that. Yeah, and I report people who do that if they're on the enemy team and doing yep. that. Absolutely. Yeah. So please get rid of griefers. And let's move on to the most important thing. Mm -hmm. Who did Brightwing eat today? Everything's the most important thing when it's involving Brightwing. Right. Uh... I am absolutely 
eating and devouring the purple tickle me elmo skin it's grape cotton candy flavored you mean it's tickle just... mephisto skin did i say elmo you did oh well that's kind of why that's that's what i think of <laughs> so you're saying that 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 um elmo looks tasty to you yes all right so why aren't you eating the whole uh tickle mephisto bundle well, I would, but they left out some Tickle Mephistos, such as the blue and the black one. I'm betting those are the best skins. Yeah, the black one tastes like black licorice. That's disgusting. I know. I like it. It tastes like hate. And and, and you like that? It reminds me that Uther needs to die. All right. <laughs> yeah. No, no disagreement there. Death, death, death to Uther. That's the mantra of this podcast. So we would like to congratulate Into the Nexus on episode 300, which was recorded earlier this week. We were actually going to record on the same night as them, but we weren't able to. Uh, I, I wanted to start a Heroes podcast largely because of shows like ITN and Core. And Garrett and Kyle are really two fantastic guys. At least as fantastic as confirmed Earth, Uther fans can be. And you should listen to their show. For more human bias and Uther propaganda. Royal Light. What? Did I say anything that was untrue? Well, no. So go listen to two sycophantic Uther fanboys. I give them two thumbs up. Royal Light, those aren't your thumbs. It's audio. No one can see. You get the idea. Seriously, ITN, congratulations. And yes. I hope there's a lot more coming from you guys. Seriously. Love and you guys. And, and someone point them to all the tweets that, that we've been sending from the Q for Fun Twitter that have been like kind of poking them because they don't seem to respond. <laughs> We're trying to have some fun and they're not playing along. We're not, we are not trying to get a rub off of you guys. We don't care if anyone listens to our podcast, but. I think our Twitter has had some fun at their expense, and I wish they'd kind of poke back. <laughs> I, want, I want a podcast war, damn it. <laughs> a good-natured, ribbing podcast war. I tried to get one started on Dark Moon Herald. It didn't work out. All Aww. right. That's it for Q for Fun. Let's just go ahead and wrap this show up. Um, you can find us on social media at Q for Fun, and you can email us at Q for Fun. Um, Q for fun at gmail.com. The show is also at Q for fun. Royalite, what are you doing on your Twitter this week? Uh, nothing much. I mean, holidays, geez, they take up so much time. But I have been tweeting out all of the news about the latest uh, toy event and the skins and what's going on. So you can definitely check out my Twitter and see uh, all the pretty pictures of what's going on yep. at Royalite. Uh, on Twitter. I have a bit of a special request on my Twitter. I have posted, and I will post again, a list of Christmas songs that don't suck that I'm trying to put together on Spotify. And whenever mm. I try to do a playlist, playlist like this, my mind goes blank. So <laughs> I'm going to post this, this, this again. And if you would like to go over to at Anne underscore Elise and suggest Christmas songs that do not suck, I would really appreciate it because I'd actually like to get a comprehensive list of non-annoying, non-awful Christmas music for those of us who have standards and taste. <laughs> so no rocking around the Christmas tree, no jingle what? about rock. Those what? are the two songs ever written. 
Oh my God. They, they, I, I heard Jingle Bell Rock twice in Kroger the other day in within 10 minutes of each other. Mm. It, I, I could not, I could not get out of the store fast enough. It was so bad. Um, <laughs> but that is basically it for us. Royal light. I would like to wish you a wonderful uh, holiday season. Merry Christmas. And hope oh. that you, you guys have a wonderful time. And the same to you. Yes, we're ducking Christmas as much as possible. I hope no one in my family ever listens to this. We did not, <laughs> we did not duck the party today. We did not duck the party today. Are, my wife are you, literally could not get out of bed. Are you telling me that I have some blackmail material? If you knew my last name, you would. <laughs> but since I keep I, since I keep my dead name under lock and key on the internet... Uh, no one does. And so as far as everyone knows, my name is Annalise Morgan and my wife is Dia Morgan and you can't prove otherwise. Okay. So that is it for us. Roy Light, lead us out. May the core fall in your favor. <laughs> <laughs>